mom always liked you best. <laughs> my mom always liked my brother best. Welcome. Thank you for joining us. This is another episode of So There I Was, which is how all great aviation stories start. This is going to be the last episode of 2022. Repeat. Episode 33. 33. Which kid is your favorite, Fig? You know, uh, <laughs> that was a really good question. And, and and when the Dos Gringos said what their favorite kid was talking about their songs, I was, I you know, I had my own songs picked out, and, and they weren't the same songs, but they're all great songs. Yeah. How fitting. And it's a, it's a great episode. It is a great episode and a great deal of fun. I cannot believe how much fun we've been having these last six and a half, seven months. Thank you to all the listeners who have been sharing this show. We've got the Dose Gringos. We get right into their favorite songs. Actually, we start off with The Legend of Shave Dog's Ass. And then we get into their favorite songs that they like to perform, which is why this show is titled, Which Kid Is Your Favorite? What was their favorite? Do we, do we let the cat out of the bag? So I, I was really shocked. I was really shocked at, uh, at the, the songs, but I'm, I'm glad. We played several full songs throughout this episode, so sit back and enjoy that, and go get their music on Amazon Music. Download their albums. You can also find them on Spotify. We talked about a lot of other stuff, too. Now, one of their songs is called Ballad of Thunderbird 2. Fantastic. It talks about how hard it is to be any kind of a demo team pilot. Looks cool from the ground, but in the air, they are That's working right. their asses off it, and they can't hear the music to... playing they can't hear the music. no it isn't <laughs> right. as cool from their standpoint at all they laugh a lot at the absurdity of the situations they were in they made fun of it and you know that's what you got to do when things suck you got to laugh at it or you're going to take yourself too seriously then we closed it out talking about operation encore which is their project right now at operationencore.org great yeah they're helping out veterans who are composers, performers, so that they don't have to quit their day jobs to actually get their art out there and hopefully making some differences in people's lives. Before we get to the show, Fig, what advice do you have for people? So just like the show last week, public service announcement is there is some rather colorful language included in the songs. All the colors. It can be graphic at times. Not probably appropriate for tender ears, so. You're under about 70, you've got tender ears by these standards. And don't sit on the ejection handle. Don't sit on the ejection handle. Don't sit on it. Last show of the year. Here we go now. Those gringos loving it. Well, there I was crossing the pond, and you could see that I wasn't exactly fond of all the shit I was wearing on that day. Now an F-16 is cramped enough, but it's even worse with all that stuff supposed to save your life. But we knew there was no way. When you're going down the North Atlantic, man, it's over. Now about four hours... So thinking of real-life events and inspiration of songs, there's always, all I want to hear out of you is two, leader on fire, I think the fat one likes me, and no, sir, this round is mine. So obviously, the legend yeah. of Shave Dog's ass. How did yeah, that one come yeah. about? Oh, yeah. Let me take this one, because I didn't write this one. Yeah, you got it. You got it. I just remember us talking about, uh, and this snooze was so good at, at just taking a rough idea and turning it into something hilarious. Remember, we're talking at a naming like where people get their fighter pilot call, call signs. signs. Okay. Yeah, we yeah. did ours and, at Kangaroo Court, but okay, similar. Yeah, similar. Yeah, right. And there's always a 
a lead up to that event where in a safe spot in the squadron that's not accessible to everybody, certainly not the potential namees, every person that's going to be named has a uh, list of potential names that are below yeah. their name. So like to nominate potential names that you'll vote sure. on or whatever. Okay. And then every now and then someone would, would write in a spoofer name just to screw with the, the person or if, let them see it and be like, Oh my God, <laughs> looks like this, this number one for you is, is, uh, is shaved dog's ass. That's like, so it just became like a tradition. There's a number of those yeah. names not worth repeating. Some of them are, are pretty bad. Um, <laughs> So me and Snooze were You're not going to repeat all the. <laughs> I'll I'll let I'll let you do that. Uh, nah, that's all right. That's all right. Uh, use your imagination. Um, <laughs> anyways, that's one of the more potentially tame ones. And well, I, remember... I just got to jump in here and yeah. administrative note: if the those gringos aren't willing to say it, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Okay, I really crystal floor. <laughs> The thing about it is most of those are so obviously over the top that they would never, maybe in a Marine, right. I've, I've met some Marines with some crazy names. It might fly in some Marine squadrons, but at the Air Force would be like, we can't get away with that one. Right. Uh, wow. Shaved dog's ass is right on that borderline, maybe before 2010 where it could have worked. Um, <laughs> and so we were talking once and, and I was like snoozed. And I don't know if this was my idea, but I'm going to take credit for it. I sure. said, Hey, buddy. I think it was. Wouldn't it be hilarious if we had a song that was about someone who was named Shave Dog's Ass and he was like the greatest wingman who ever lived? And then Snooze disappears for like a week and comes back <laughs> and he's like, hey, what do you think of this song? And he plays that song <laughs> start to finish. So that's uh, that's, awesome. that's pretty much sums up our how we write songs. <laughs> Walked into the squadron in the summer of 02 And since that time we've never been the same This wingman who would soon become a legend in his time He never spoke, so no one knew his name But after his arrival, there was never an empty keg And always a fresh new batch of corn And the coffee was the best at your lips, whatever taste, and the shitter was always filled with porn. And he rose into battle with his back against the sun. And he saved us all, for we knew he was the And the fighting was intense The enemy snuck up from the hills And he always got the tally first But never did he shoot Just sat back His flight leads got the kills And he never would complain When lead would fuck him over The thought never even crossed his mind Sixty-nine times they notch press at night Lights out 
no mood to shave dog's ass. Not once did he go blind. And he rode into battle with his back against the sun. And he saved us all. Oh, we knew he was the one. And his name was Shane Dog's ass. The greatest of wingmen was he. He only said to lead your on fire and save the fat one for me. With victory secured, we set out on the town. To celebrate this war's final end And we came upon some ladies Who were looking for heroes But only if we had one for their friend She stood six feet four, three hundred pounds More facial hair than me You could see she was a football coach's dream And we all jumped back in horror As we started to abort Shaved dog's ass stood up And took one for the team And he rode Into battle With his back against the sun And he saved us all Oh, we knew he was the one the last we ever saw of the world's greatest wingman like to think he's watching us from above or maybe he's just sitting on some tropical island he and Sasquatch happily in love and I think about him often as I'm eating shitty corn and the coffee is burnt to the glass So to all you wingmen out there who are looking to be the best, just heed the lesson of the legend of Shaved Dog's ass. And he rode, hitting the battle with his back against the sun. And he saved us all, for we knew he was the one. Awesome. 
Yeah, that uh, was awesome. Sometimes, sometimes it works that way. Sometimes, sometimes when the idea, you know, the yeah. idea melds perfectly with the right tune that's in your head and stuff like yeah. that, it does work. And yeah, he rode into battle with his back against the sun. <laughs> it's perfect. I, 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 I honestly, I'm like, where did I come up with that? Never I lost just, sight. I don't know. I mean, you know, I must. Because yeah. I one of my favorite the, songs to play. I love it. Well, I mean, that solo that you came up with is, well, I'll put, I'll put that up against anything that Led Zeppelin did or whatever. Like, I mean, your, your face lit up when you said, I want to, sh- I want to play this solo for you. So don't, don't just sit there. Like I had a moment of inspiration. You like, <laughs> it was, uh, I like to dabble with the guitar and it's super fun. Yeah. But I also know nobody's listening to our songs for the guitar solos it's fun and uh yeah, I like I it's, like it. it's a blast i like it too but was uh, it the instrumental solo or did you did, did you yeah. vocal on it too uh, i do like the backing vocals okay uh occasionally a couple of lines here and there and some banter yes before about <laughs> songs that like how long do these songs take to write well there's a couple songs on several of our albums that we wrote on the fly or maybe that day played it one time through and then we just hit record and just started playing wow those are the ones where you'll hear us talking back and forth just ad-libbing and bsing with each other those kinds of songs yeah 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 i mean well that was uh things i love yeah yeah that that we wrote i think we wrote wrote that like that day Squiggly nice. porn was another one. I think we wrote that. Like, we wrote that day. one in the hotel room the night before. Then we went to the studio. That's inspired, yeah. lads. <laughs> yeah. Well, there are songs so, that don't really have much relevance with today's generation because they're like, yeah. why would you put up with such poor quality? <laughs> why, would you, why, why don't you just uh, use your, your phone? Yeah. Why don't you get on your internet there? Yeah, look at your That's, phone. Yeah. Oh, too funny. So some some of them are dated. You know, some of them are not. Hell, even Two's Blind is dated. My goodness. I don't think anyone goes blind anymore. <laughs> so let me ask this. Then. One guy. Which one of your kids is your favorite? Do you have a favorite song? Do either of you have a favorite song? I do, but I'm going to let Snooze go first. Yeah, which kid is your favorite? I get it. Jeez, man. When we're playing, <laughs> I love when we play live with like the full band and stuff like that. And I just... I love the energy that we can get from Shave Dog's ass. And then, you know, we'll always end with Two's Blind. And it's it's great. But, oh, God. If there's one where probably Last of the Breed is my favorite. Oh, yeah. Okay. Where I just, I was like, I'd, I'd never written a song in three-fourths or six-eighths time, whatever it was. And... Um, it was just very different for me, but, uh, when trip came up with the harmonica on that one, it just, to me, it was the perfect meld. And I just, I just, I just liked it. I like, uh, are you talking about the LPA song? Oh, I'm thinking back. Uh, yeah. Did I say last of the breed? Yeah. LPA. It's, the, it's, it's between those two, last of the breed and back in the LPA. It's, okay. it's between those two. Okay. So. I'm just an old married captain 
Whose wings they now have a star Let's say I would get into trouble For a drink and a song at the bar For the wife, she will be a-callin' And there is no chance I can stay So I'll bid you adieu And wish I was you Back in the LPA Singing I, I, I The good times had I Back in the LPA I'm just an old worn out major I can't count all the places I've been And I can still tell a good story But the truth is somehow wearing thin And this drink in my hand it is fading And there is no chance I can stay So I'll bid you adieu And wish I was you back in the LPA Singing I, 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 the good times had I back in the LPA Just an old crusty colonel Whose stories are too old to share And most of them I have forgotten From the three years in a Pentagon chair And the general he will be calling And there is no chance I can stay So I'll bid you adieu And wish I was you Back in the LBA Singing I, I, I The good times had I Back in the LBA Singing I, I, I I wish that I Was back in the LBA Yeah, I think two's blind for me. And I didn't have very much at all to, to do with that song. Snooze wrote that even before I met him. But that song just cracks me up. And right. every now and then I'll just listen to the lyrics as he's singing them. And I just remind myself, oh my God, that's hilarious. And, you know, you play enough of these songs long enough and your mind wanders while you're playing. You're not necessarily listening. You're kind of looking at the crowd. Yeah. You don't. But whenever that, whenever we play that, I'll pay attention, zero in on the lyrics and I'm and, and everybody who's listening and everyone in the band certainly has been there. And yeah. it's just yeah. it's just such a, a funny listen brilliant way to pull it together. If you've ever done flying, if you've done tactical aviation formation flying, yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. It's terrifying it's, and angering at the same time. You're just like, 
Yeah. Yeah. Seriously, where the fuck is he? Taxi down Over 12 Chevrolet feet And I lost count Of who's one And who's three It's nothing new It happens every time Over victor Two's blind we took off on a radar-assisted trail. I tried a four-side lock and got an FCR fail. Then we turned into the sun like he does every fucking time. Oh, son of a bitch! Dude's blind. Flying cause it damn sure isn't me We got spiked And lead went to the notch But when he did I had my eyes down in my crotch Cause I had an itch When I looked up On the jack shit did I find God Two's blind But we pushed to the target And Lee said just keep side When I swear to Jesus that he breathed right It's times like this Where I feel a bit resigned To just fucking eject Rather than admit that I'm blind Dear God, what the hell have I done wrong? Is it cause I drink and smoke and cuss And repeatedly stroke my schlong And I do And needless to say My pee busted me He gave me a zero And I think it's clear that I earned a three Cause what he doesn't know is that he's lucky to be alive When I said I was visual I lied my ass off I was blind (laughs) 
the, some of the lyrics to your song hit 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 me so funny uh because you know i've been there i've wrestled with the fucking jaws of death you know i've been blind. <laughs> <laughs> you know all, all these things and it just yeah. brought you know it snaps you back to funny yeah. funny thoughts and memories it's really oh, well done well done i'll tell you that real quick we had uh Almost five hours with uh, a guy called Lawman. I don't know if you've heard any of our previous shows, but we flew Harriers with Lawman, and he went on to become a Blue Angel, and he was Blue Angel number two. And so the the Thunderbirds and the Blue Angels switch it a little bit. So he was always looking left. But the Ballad of Thunderbird two, we I sent that to him, <laughs> and he was howling at that. He goes, "Oh God, it's so true." <laughs> right on. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, he's looking right. Because I've been out a long time, and people say, "Oh, the, the Thunderbirds so cool," and I'm like, "I mean, I, they serve a purpose." Um, yeah. I'm not trying to yeah, put them down. Tool. Lots of That's a recruiting but tool. Would you ever want to do that? I was like, "Oh God, no!" At least, certainly not as two or four. I my neck would not be able to take it. I mean, right. I, you know, I had to uh, when I was an instructor, I had to start every BFM fight to the left. I can't look over my right shoulder. I can only look to my left shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> All right. There you go. Huh? Even if we were bumping up against the airspace, I'd be like, nope, we got to switch because I can't I can't do a right turning fight, man. Well, that's what so I'll tell you. So Lawman was he was in his first year with the blues and his first day, they showed him a bunch of crash videos to go, This is serious shit. You signed up for it, now it's time for you to perform. And the uh the most experienced guy on the team was the slot pilot number four. And he says to the lawman, Hey, you know what the worst part of being a blue is? It's like, I don't know. You're on the road all the time. No, uh, you know, the food, get away. No, no. He couldn't come up with the answer. He goes, I don't know. What is it? He goes, it's the flying, the flying. It's the hardest, worst part of the whole thing. And you're going to, you're going to be glad when you're done with it. The best part of being a blue is being an ex blue. You didn't kill yourself. You didn't kill your, your squadron mates. You didn't kill a spectator. Didn't hurt anybody. Didn't hurt anybody. You put your jet where it's supposed to be, and and now you're an old guy and you could come back. But yeah, the the flying sucks. Yeah, it it looks cool from the ground. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. you don't want to do that 300 days a year. I imagine the guy, the solos, probably have a pretty good time most most of the time. Yeah. That, that looks pretty fun. But the it, guys that are constantly in the diamond, at least on the Thunderbird oh, side. Yeah. That's what I, I also told people. I'm like, you guys realize they don't hear the music going through there. You know what I mean? They're not. Yeah. Na, 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 na. You know what I mean? Like, it's just. Right. You know, yeah. It's no, they're quiet. flying a little, a little two inch square of paint. Yeah. In, in stark terror for half of it. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, that was, I remember the first time I saw triple A. I didn't realize that it doesn't make a sound in real life. Right. You know what I mean? I'm just. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, look at that. Puffies. Oh, clouds. Oh. You know what I mean? They're dark. Yeah. Right. You hear too many, see too many movies like, yeah. you know, it's just, yeah. you that's know? right. Just puffy clouds appearing outside the window. And I think, I think my dumb ass was like, where did those clouds? I, I think I literally said, where do those little clouds come from? I remember <laughs> seeing that at night the first time, and I'm looking at the ground near like the target area. We, we were bombing. And I'm like, oh, that's weird. There's a bunch of strobe lights down there. That's odd. <laughs> Just like, duh, 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 duh. Interesting. And then I see the like, fireworks near me. Uh, crappy fireworks. I know. It's, yeah. You see too many yeah. movies, man. Like, Right. 
<laughs> Muzzle flashes. Jeez. Triggered a memory. I, I worked on this old guy. He was a Navy F4U pilot in World War II. He lived next door to my grandparents. And I worked, I worked this guy for years to tell me a story about flying in the war. And finally, the only story he told me was, I'll tell you, you want a story? I'll tell you a story. The story, first time we saw a Japanese ship, we, saw, we thought it'd be a good idea to strafe it. I'm like, okay, here we go. He says, I rolled in and I was going so fast and I, my guns were going. And I said, holy cow, I'm going so fast. I'm outrunning my bullets. And then I realized those weren't my bullets. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all he ever told me. <laughs> holy shit. Yeah, there's some incredible stories. I'm sure you guys have had a lot of cool interviews doing this podcast. It, it's been the best thing ever. I think about our OIF and other deployments that I've been on, but it's, I mean, there's nothing, you can't compare anything that we ever did to I anything I, that, that they did in terms of risk and what they saw. Oh with the when I, when I got out and I started working for, you know, my first defense contractor and it was, there was three air force. I think there's no, there's yeah. Three of us air force guys, nine Navy guys and, and two Marine guys. I, I quickly learned that my best story, my best Air Force story, wouldn't even make the cut at a Navy, you know what I mean? Like, the Navy guys just sit there looking at you like, cool story, bro. You know? And then they tell me, like, <laughs> their eyes they tell me their, their fifth best story from a cruise, and I'm just sitting there mouth agape, like, right. <laughs> like, yeah, must have been hard on that ten thousand foot long runway that doesn't move. Yeah, that sounds right. really hard. I'm just talking about the things that they were allowed to do because, yeah. again, leadership's just not there. You know, like we in the Air Force, the the squadron commander knew what everybody was doing, and the wing commander knew what every squadron commander was doing, and the you know it's like, like we were just constant like getting you know directives from up above like i don't know how the generals right. had time to you know do anything because all they were telling us lieutenants what to do micromanaging you everything talk to guys on yeah you talk to guys on cruise and there's like what is it folks yeah. will follies folks will follies. god oh my god like those stories crack me up i guess the best way to to put it and fig you can probably describe this even better because you've flown both fig retired from the air guard the navy marine corps way of approaching things if the rule book doesn't say you can't do it you can do it. And my understanding is the Air Force book doesn't say you can do it. It's verboten. So. Well, the, the, the Air Force has about eight books. A lot of books. <laughs> you know, yeah. you know we, and that, that was my, that was my big, uh, my big sh shock when I, when I checked in for the change airframes and uh, they started stacking all the pubs in front of me. You know, I, I came from flying the, I went straight from flying the Harrier. Well, I was, actually, I was flying the T-45 and the T-84. But, you know, you had an ATOP spaniel which you guys call the dash one. And then we had the op nav 3710, which is a book about that thick. And then a uh, wing SOP, which is three or four pages. That was it. And uh, these guys start stacking, you know, the dash one and the a one C T three eleven and all these different. And I'm finally, I said, what, 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 what is all this? Well, these are your pubs pubs for what? Well, this is first. You can fly. I'm like, okay. This oh, is yeah. going to be great. Isn't it, 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 it Q? It didn't smash over the wing. That's how I fly. No, Come on. No. <laughs> I know. It's, it, it, but it's just a totally uh, 180 out um, 
I don't know. I, I, I theory. It's, a, it's culture and it's uh, it's culture risk yeah. aversion and. It is. And I was talking briefly to Trip before we started recording that some of your music talks about that and you got some blowback for it. I have to think that some of the blowback was more about the fact that you were mocking them <laughs> and the lack, <laughs> and the lack of leadership it, it, and the, you, and the, the nonsense yeah. hitting them. You know, like, you guys can't yeah. be serious about all this, right? So, yeah, I mean, as, like, as opposed to the know, F word, you know, God, he said the F word, you know, no, that's not it. It's now, the ones that the ones where we really like shot a dagger were not our most popular songs. Tammy 21, I think that was where that was that was clearly like you guys suck. Right. That was the one time where we really went after leadership. Like you're destroying you're destroying guys' lives. Tammy you know? 21 was uh, this initiative that the Air Force had taken on in the mid-2000s okay. where they transitioned fighter pilots to UAVs. And it was, at the time, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. it was considered non, a non-voluntary. Non-vol, one-way door. Wow. And they weren't, by the way, taking the bottom of the, the class, right? Because they, they're trying to start this new enterprise. They're like, we can't. We need to take competent people. So you'd have folks that were, you know, certainly had a future in, in fighters. And they luckily, a lot of them went to the UAV for a tour and then were able to come back to what they really wanted to do. Some of them stayed and did great, but uh, it, it was a morale crusher. Oh, my goodness. In the late 2000s, I just had we all had friends who just got that bad news and they're just like, are you serious? This You're going to go fly sick. UAVs? And they had no options because they had a commitment. And, sure. uh, and it was just timing. Yeah. timing. It, was, they, they, it was all timing. Like they had four or 500 hours. They were in that sweet spot. Had uh-huh. nothing to do with how good of a pilot they were or not. Yeah. And, and you know, they, it's horrible. The DOD had this insatiable appetite for, for unmanned platforms. And they're like, someone's got to fly these things. So it wasn't like they had an easy solution. But then they they stood up this enterprise and and put all those those uh, bases at garden spots like Creech right. Air Force Base and Cannon Air Force Base, New Mexico. That's a nice peak. Hey Trip, did you fill out your preference worksheet? Nah man, I'm too scared. Yeah, me too. All I think about is flying that damn UAV. Stuck in a booth, drinking a cup of coffee while I'm... I hear you, brother. Remember that time we were in Southern Watch and they shot down the Predator? That was a good day. That was a good day. I never felt so happy in my life. Wrote a song about it. Want to hear it? Oh, yeah. Here's how it goes. They shot down the Predator. That's one less slot for me. They shot down the Predator and it filled my heart to bleed. Yeah, I had a smile when I logged on to AFPC And they shot down the Predator That's one less slot for me You know the sucky thing is, though? What's that? It's that the Air Force is just building more of them The man is holding us down What the hell are they thinking? I know Wrote another verse about it Yeah here? Oh, yeah. Okay, here it goes. <laughs> yeah, they shot down the fritter, and I say, let's send some more. 
Let's fly over Baghdad and then see what's in store. Yeah, cause I heard that the Air Force wants another 24. And they shot down the fritter and I say let's send some more. Hey, nice harmonies. You sit there and cry yourself in your bed and oh, pillow. Or... It's probably depressing, but I'm sure you, you move on with your life. I guess so. Poor bastard. Yeah. Yeah, they shot down the predator, and I wonder how that feels. Before that operator who lost his set of wheels, yeah, it must feel so defenseless. It's like clubbing baby seals And they shot down the fritter And I wonder how that feels Let's do that first verse again, what do you say? Sounds good, yeah. And they shot down the fritter That's a one less slot for me They shot down the fritter And it filled my heart to bleed Yeah, I FBC They shot down the fritter That's one less spot for me <laughs> You gotta add that They didn't know it then But <laughs> I think about my stoner son Right now <laughs> Who is an absolute goddamn killer warrior on modern warfare too that's what they needed right you know that's what i mean right. the gamers yeah like, the gamers. my my son would have been sitting there smoking a bong and just like <laughs> <laughs> you know like <laughs> killing terrorists and you know bragging it to his friends i mean <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's oh that's awesome yeah he was three years old back then. So. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but to your point, repeat. I think it's possible that 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 contributed, and and maybe it made things even less defensible when it really hit the street in around 2010, when there there was a quite a bit of it of attention put on pilot culture, at least in the Air Force side. And it might it may have spilled over. It was almost like a a tail hook type of moment for the yeah. Air Force. Though nothing, uh, I, I'd say, not quite to, to that level. But in the end, I think times changed. There are different ways to access information. There's social media. There was a lot of maybe lack of understanding of the context of what we're doing. Because if you just take it out of context and you're like, why do pilots sing these stupid songs? What are they doing? It's difficult to really explain that to someone yeah. who hasn't been involved in it. And then... Certainly there are songs that from back in the day, it's like, there, there's no way you're going to be able to defend that to your grandma, right? <laughs> like 
it's not gonna pass the grammar <laughs> test um <laughs> no matter what you say no matter so how it, tight her thong is <laughs> sorry yeah. about that sorry about that that was uncalled yeah. for yeah. that was uncalled for <laughs> no one no one yeah so like I, I think in the end they were faced with just a cultural shift whether we had stuck daggers into the leadership or not I think they would have come for for that kind of content what I was saying is that that song is where that was probably the most pointed song we ever wrote we never got any blowback from criticizing the Air Force. And that is where we would sometimes even just get frustrated because it's like some of the songs would say like, you're getting mad at me because I said a dirty word. You're not hearing what I'm saying. Right. You're just focusing yeah. on the word. Maybe that's the, the beauty of, of comedy, right? It, it's, it allows you to just kind of not take yourself too seriously, but still get a point across. Right. Right. I got to say, though, when I was out there I, last month, I went out to Phoenix and watched you guys play. I was really heartened to see Air Force pilots in their Zoom bags out in public drinking beer and, and dancing. And, and uh, albeit it did take you guys a while to get them off their asses and get up and, and jumping around and, and having fun. <laughs> then we... Then we got them too far up there. Yeah. Fig, you wouldn't believe it. There was broken glass everywhere. It looked like it looked like uh, something on a at Red's wagon wheel out of Yuma on a on a oh, Friday shit. night. It it was wild. It got wild. But they all took care of each other. I mean, you know, no one got any DUIs and all that happy crap. But yeah. but they, there were guys out there in public in bags having a good time, drinking beers, That's listening awesome. to music, and you know there were a few f bombs that got dropped and nobody died. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, there were pissed off bouncers at the bar. That's, that's yeah. about it. And for, yeah. that we, for that, we apologized. If you uh, if you had to put a number on it, how many um, how many how many guys you think were there? Repeat. Uh, it, it, in bags, there were probably it, I, I would say three squadrons worth from our side. So they probably probably sixty seventy guys in bags. And, and guys and gals, uh, you know, which is the other thing. Fig, when you yeah. and I flew, there were no uh, females flying tactical, uh, not right. in the Marine Corps anyway. It was great to see that there, the pendulum looks like it might be coming back a little. I could be wrong. I, I hope you're right. I mean, I, I think in the end, it's, uh, you, you never know. It, it only takes one person filming something and putting it out there to right. the right or the wrong people. <laughs> I shouldn't have put that out. <laughs> in the end, it's anyone can be offended or 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 do something with content that if they have an agenda or a real legitimate complaint but i think at least for snooze and i and the band like we just don't we've never taken ourselves very seriously we're not trying yeah. we've never tried to <laughs> like crush anybody really we're not trying to get anyone in trouble we're mostly just trying to make people laugh and and take the edge off a little bit from what is a pretty tough gig that these kids are asked to do flying airplanes right so yeah uh if the worst thing is that there's some off-color humor and some drinking i uh i sleep well at night right on that that we helped yeah with that. if we're making fun of something it's because we want it to be better you know or we're just making fun of something just because it's it's just there to be made fun of, right? And it's right. like you said, it's to take the edge off, right? Of the deployments and this things like that, the things that we know could never be fixed. So let's just laugh at it, right? 
because sure. there would there, there are going to be those people who are going to just be like tense up and be like you know and and not have an outlet for it. It's like, dude, you might as well just laugh at it. It's absurd. Right. So just, you know, laugh <laughs> at that absurdity. I think that's a good word to to frame it, right? Absurd yeah. humor. Nothing's serious. Like we're yeah. we're really just riffing on each other. We're making fun of ourselves. We're making fun of our friends, making fun of other services. We're making fun of maintainers and so like actual their view of what pilots would be. Oh, yeah, uh, you know, in, in the end, it's it's all self-deprecating, <laughs> and in fact, I don't think we ever made fun of the maintainers. We're just making fun of ourselves in that one. But it's yeah, like... yeah. Well, I walk up to you and I shake your your day was you were up all night that sucks i understand and i heard a fuck up because i don't want to wait i'm in a hurry and it's your fault i'm stepping 20 minutes because i'm a pilot i only care about me i don't give a fuck if i bring your kid back code two or code Your seat, 
everyone just takes themselves a little less seriously yeah that's a good thing i couldn't agree more gents because i mean your average your average person is not going to be sitting at their cubicle wondering what would happen if i had to take a piss right now and they'd be like well i just get up and take a piss <laughs> ah but what if you can't you know, you know what i mean like what if you're strapped yeah. to that cubicle right that's right <laughs> <laughs> those are the unique aspects that you can make it a sob story if you want because i'll i will admit this on air i did piss all over the jet on that one on that trip (laughs) um whoops we've all been there buddy i mean i soaked the shit out of that seat uh (laughs) i did not hit the bag at all no, wait a minute. I thought you refueled <laughs> with your hands behind your head. Yeah, no. That was the fan. Yeah. yeah. It was, that was me going like, God, I wish this had gone differently. <laughs> so. That's beautiful. You should have prayed harder. Yeah. Right. Hey, well, one other thing I know you guys are doing, it's called Operation Encore. Oh, yeah, I was going to ask about that. Talk, tell us about that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah man. Um so Snooze and I, uh, wherever we would play, we, we would always pick up the guitars and there, find other people attracted to that kind of thing. So anywhere you're around a campfire deployment or somewhere else, you, you tend to kind of migrate towards folks who also like to play music. And we realized that there's a lot of talented people that, that do these really cool jobs in, in the military, but also happen to play and write music. And we thought, okay, does that extend outside of our inner circle of friends? And could there be this untapped resource of songwriters who have written things about their experiences or inspired by their military time or inspired by life in general? And maybe we could 
find them and record an album, uh, a compilation album and, and see what happens. We'll raise some money for charity and it'd be a, a, a good side gig. Coincidentally, or not so much, it happened right around that 2010 ground zero timeframe where we pretty much had to go underground on the Dos Gringos stuff, just to <laughs> kind of let the dust settle and make sure we didn't get anyone else in trouble and fired. So we were like, well, yeah. we still want to be creative. We still love music. Why don't we put something together and, and, and see what's out there? And, and we partnered with another buddy of ours uh, named Eric, and we formed really a record label and uh, snooze, take it away. We said, is there anybody else that does this, you know, what we're doing now? Not necessarily like the same thing as we're doing. I was starting to hear some songs on the radio where it was people writing from a veteran's perspective that I was like, that's cool that they're doing that or they're attempting that. I see what they're trying to do, but I guarantee you they're going to get it wrong. It's, It's not their fault. It's just that if you're going to like Nashvilleize or Hollywoodize the veteran experience, I know the cliches that you're going to hit. You're going to hit this note, this note, this note, and this note. And okay. even though you have the best intentions at heart, I was like, I'm, I, I want to hear what the actual veterans have to say because it will surprise you. And it's not all going to be just like happy or sad or depressing or whatever. I mean, it's like people need to realize that there are times in great stress where you are going to laugh and it might seem absurd to somebody like that, you know, because right. that's not what you see in movies. It's either the music is very uplifting and it's a very uplifting moment or it's a very sad moment. And that's just it. I'm like, no real combat to be honest with you is people kind of like, I can't believe this shit. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you're like, you're almost yeah. laughing at a time when it's inappropriate and you're saying inappropriate things and stuff like that, but only a veteran can tell you that. Not, I mean, that's getting a little off track, but you know, ultimately I was like, I want, let's see if there's any veterans out there doing the same stuff we are. So I think we started out with, we were such newbies at this. We didn't know how to get people's attention. So it was like Facebook, I think. We did like Facebook. Yep. We did a Kickstarter kind of thing later. Okay. Yeah. Send, and, you know, trying to like people, you send us your stories and that didn't really work. Interesting. Okay. Eventually we got a couple of submissions that just blew our minds how good it was. And, and that was actually me going through very, I like, uh, no, I'm, I'm sorry. That sounded wrong. Like I, I found the talent. No, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's not what well, I'm saying. Well, I think you went through and did some internet research, found some like, folks. I think I had to. F- Stephen Covell is the one I think of off the top of my head. Yeah. Where I actually had to find him. And I don't remember exactly how I found them. Yeah. But it was just one of those where I was actively searching. And then it was just like, you know, contacting this guy out of the blue. So, um, yeah. So basically it's like a, you know, we, it was a, a matter of getting the feelers out there and, and finding the talent and then affirming the fact that it actually is out there. We pulled together a bunch of folks. We did a really cool recording week out in Phoenix. We did a live show. We drank around the camp, campfire, traded songs, built a lot of camaraderie. And it, it kind of, for a lot of folks who had left the military, it, I think helped to reconnect them back to that kind of lifestyle. Nice. So you've got this group of folks with similar experiences and similar outlooks on life, gone through similar things and also share a love for music. So that was a lot of fun. 
and uh, it, it continues to today. We do, we've broadened the, the base of artists and, and we're a full up nonprofit now. We just sent a bunch of uh, our artists down to Camp Southern Ground, which is um, uh, in Georgia, just outside of uh, Atlanta. It's Zach Brown's camp that he runs for oh, okay. service members and, and their families and first responders. And uh, they hosted something called Warrior Song with us where we brought together some some songwriter coaches and industry experts with a lot of our artists. I think we sent like 12 of them and they just did a three day kind of, you know, that's amazing where they did nothing but music. Yeah. Which is badass. That is awesome. I think the, I think the best thing that operation encore does is that when most people go for it, you know, when they go for it in the music industry, they're 18, 19, 20 years old. They don't have any attachments, right? They don't have any kids. They don't have, you know, whatever they can, they can live broke. Right. They can be a starving artist. Well, a veteran can't do that because they've committed their 18 through 30 years of being in the military. And they've kind of given that up. And then they start families and stuff like that. And they have responsibilities. Operation Encore, I think the best part is, is that they step in and say, look, we know we realize you can't quit your day job. Right. You got people to support. You can't quit your day job to pursue your music career. So we're going to give you money to go to a studio. We're going to let you get your music out there, stuff like that. We're going to kind of fill in that gap to where, yeah, you didn't do it because you made a great commitment to serve your country when you were 18, 19, you know, in your crazy years. We're going to help you out, right? Like kind of kind of give you those years back here. You know what I mean? Go in a studio. Go make your whatever. Go live your dream. Yeah. Right. That's, that's a good way That's to awesome. Oh, that's fantastic. So do you guys have a website? If someone hears this and wants to get involved. Yeah, you bet. Uh, Operationencore.org. Okay. And uh, we we do about once a year a call for new artist submissions just to see what's out there. We don't have a lot of resources. There's a few of us that are on the board and we don't have a paid staff or anything. It's, It's just kind of a side gig for fun and to help out folks. So uh, we don't have the resources to take everybody. We're looking for songwriters who can also like just grab a guitar. It's at, at its root, grab a guitar and carry a room with a few original songs. And they don't have to be all about military service. Sometimes they are, sometimes they're not. In fact, it's great when they're totally not. And they're just really good songs that stand on their own. So that's it in a nutshell. Love it. If people want to support, uh, just check out, listen to some of the music see if we're ever playing live somewhere and appreciate it. No, that'd be awesome. Less F-bombs, less, yeah. a few less F-bombs, and, uh, <laughs> you know, dick and fart jokes in Operation Encore. Okay, you made me clean out my F-bombs. I wrote a song for Operation Encore, and you made me clean them out. So. <laughs> that's true. Well, that's, I, I, I do have re- regrets. <laughs> <laughs> Too funny. That's awesome, guys. No, well, thank that's you. That's fabulous. Gents, uh, yeah. thank you. Thank you for your music. Thank you for letting us use it. We are having a ball with it, and we hope that more people listen to you through what we're doing. We just want to thank you for your service, what you guys have done. Yeah, You signed on the dotted line, and we're prepared to cash that check with your lives, and not everybody does that. Much appreciated. Yep, thanks for thank your you. service. Back, back at you guys. Uh, really appreciate the time to talk. We don't get a lot of time to just sit back and reflect on the silly things that we've done over the last 20 years 
with music. Yeah. Right. So it's fun for us to reminisce on, on some of these things too. So oh, the music, that. the flying, the combat stories. That, that's yeah. great stuff, you know, and that's, that's kind of why we're doing this. So I'll go ahead and close it out here and say thank you to Trip and Snooze, both of you, for your service, for your music, for your time today. If you want to reach out to them, you can write to either Fig or me, and we'll make sure that they get your information and also operationencore.org if you have musical talent and you want to share it with them. I'm sure that they'll hear it. And if you suck, you won't hear back from them. If you don't, if you don't, you will, right? So uh, we, we get back to everybody. If you got a lot of money and you're just looking to someplace to, you know, donate it <laughs> and you want to support some veterans who are really yeah. uh who, who are good and that's do it. have something to share with the world right so yeah that's right thank you i want to thank dave hamilton over at mac geek gab who gave us the technical know-how to get this podcast off the ground i want to thank our sponsor robinsbirdbraindesigns.com thank you robin yeah gets custom slate coasters made with your squadron logo and your call sign or your aircraft tail number and some flight instruments or your fraternity, your sorority, and your name, something along those lines. Maybe you just want to get the Dos Gringos. Dos Gringos, you right? Can set get, your margarita. You could get yeah. four Dos Gringos slate coasters etched <laughs> with the album covers uh, from Live at the Sand Trap. Help help me out here, guys. Live at the Sand Trap. Yeah. What are two. the other three off the top of my head? The, two. The, two, yeah. Uh, the third one was uh, Live at Tommy Rockers. Live, live at Tommy Rockers. That was actually live. So started fucking yeah. with the and that El Quattro. In El Quattro. Out of breath. In the meantime, everybody, stay safe and check six. And I seriously consider just pissing my pants. So, finally got the fly undone, and I knew the next part would be twice as fun. Trying to get the gopher to pop on out of his hole. So I thought real hard about naked chicks, lesbians, and porno flicks. But none of that worked, cause he knew that water was damn cold. And I cursed my daddy's name for making me half Polish. Well, I knew that I would need a little help to keep from... One last quick question. Trip. I think, was that you in the uh, clown outfit on, on two? Everyone asked that. Even my kids asked me that. Uh, no. No, it's actually okay. a really funny story. Okay, uh, snooze. <laughs> you got to tell that one. It's not me, though. I was an instructor at uh, Introduction to Fighter Fundamentals, and I I knew we wanted to have a picture of a of a of a clown. That whole idea of yep. like God, I'm flying with these fucking clowns, you know. <laughs> so I just. <laughs> I don't know if Amazon was a thing yet, but I just bought a bunch of clown outfit stuff and I walked in to my class. I was their flight commander and I was like, one of you guys is dressing up as a clown today. Who's not on the flying schedule? And this guy just <laughs> like stuck his hand like, come with me. <laughs> oh, that's great. Love it. I can't remember the guy's name, to be honest with you. I knew he was going to A-10s, but... <laughs> I'm sure that's been his claim to fame for, for a while. That's me. They're like, there's that's me. not you, you liar. Oh, it's me. No, it's totally it's me. Really me. Whatever, man. <laughs> oh, that's great.